This is the Family Culture Project, episode 34, Building Family Culture Through Routines, Rhythms, and Habits. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you to live a life of purpose with the ones you love. And become the family you are meant to be. I know it's been a few weeks since the new year started, but I'm still thinking about 2019 and what it might bring. We definitely set goals around here. However, as I continue to think about the upcoming year, I'm focusing on routines, rhythms, and habits that we can build family culture with in our home. Today we'll be talking about what routines, rhythms, and habits are, why they are important, and some tips on how you can create new ones for your family. The family culture that you have today is a product of the routines and rhythms that you have in place right now. It's a product of the things that you've done in the past over and over again. And what I love about routines is is the power that they have. So this time of year, a lot of people set goals. I set goals. But the thing about goals is that they're finite. You achieve them and then you're done and you move on to something else. But when you're cultivating rhythms and routines, it's about growth. It's about maturity. It's about creating an atmosphere in your home that you want. It's about creating the life you want. And that's why I get excited about routines and rhythms. That's why I get excited about the power that they have, because I think they go above and beyond just a simple goal. Well, routines and rhythms, I I look at it this way. Routines and rhythms are going to help us. They're going to be the tools that we put in place, the things that we put in place that help us achieve our family values to help us have the purposeful family culture that we want to have. Routines and rhythms are the things that you do on a regular basis. Part of their magic is that they're a flexible form of time management that will move you towards the life you want. So it's not something that's rigid. It's not meant to be something that's confining. It's meant to be something that enhances your family life and who you are. Well, let me give a good example of a routine that looks pretty bad and one that looks actually pretty good. So I can remember in our family, we used to have a routine in the morning of everybody kind of getting ready, getting out the door that was, and, and, and I'm sure everybody can relate to this, but a little bit haphazard. Some days we'd get up on time, some days we wouldn't get up on time, some days we were very late, some days we were, were kind of late, but there was, a, there was no routine to what we were doing. We weren't getting ready ahead of time what we were going to wear or what we were going to eat the next day but if you if you do 360 and we've been i would say kimberly you've been doing great with this with the kids um for a while now Mm -hmm. um and you guys have a routine so it's prepare your lunch as much you can as much as you can the night before think about what you're going to wear the night before get up at the same time every day give or take a few minutes Mm -hmm. um, and get out the door on a consistent basis so that you're not stressed on the way to school, Mm -hmm. yelling at each other because one person of the pack is is later than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And there's a perfect routine where you're having peace in your home. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's part of your family value and core values. Um, And and it's just a routine, you know, just a good example of a routine that kind of looks ugly, which I'm sure we've all experienced and one that is actually makes the day start off good, nice, good. Mm -hmm. 
You know, and as comfortable as I am with being spontaneous and flexible, I know that there's a drastic difference between when our mornings go well and when they don't. And I think that, um, especially with the children, I think that they really respond well to the predictability that when they wake up, they know what they're going to get. They don't know if this day is going to be the day when mom's yelling or this day is going to be the day where I'm late again, or, you know, this is the day when everything's going to go well. And, and one of the, I'm passionate about eliminating that so that we can get started on the right foot. And that takes a little bit of forethought. It takes intention. Yeah, it's, it's your intention to get them in place, but I think they also see it in the sense of that they're part of a unit, meaning mm-hmm. that if one of them fail, um, that creates the tension. That brings the tension back. So if one of them sleeps too late and is getting out the door the last or down the stairs the last and creating that extra time, mm-hmm. um, that, then so they're accountable to each other as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you were saying that, I thought of the thought of um, how when a routine has been established, if one person falls short, because the routine has been in place, it's easy to bounce back from it. It's easy for someone to cover. It's easy for someone to like pick up because they know what's expected of them. They know what comes next. They know what they can count on. And so, um, yeah, it's a great place for them to be accountable, but it's also a great place for them to succeed when someone falls short as well. So just like at home, um, similar it's a similar situation in an organization. Um, so if you think about it from a work perspective, you know we have a value in work, or at least you'll 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 go to a company and the company will say, work life balance is is a core value of one of our core values in a firm. Um, and so that so that can look two different ways. You can have senior management and your managers say that that's important. And they can say it 10 times and all the time. But if they don't turn that into actions and a routine and a rhythm, and so for instance, say your boss is constantly giving you an assignment at five o'clock at night when you want to be getting out of there, when they could have easily given you that assignment earlier in the day, um, they're making you work on a weekend, um, working very late at nights on a haphazard basis. So if they, if that manager was telling you work-life balance is very important, but making you do that um, or, or having that kind of atmosphere come along and that's your routine is unpredictability, late nights, sometimes you leave early, sometimes you leave late, that is not going to establish um, a routine that's going to support the core value of work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and routines let your children know what's important to you as a family. And in a corporation, an organization, routines and rhythms, predictability allows employees to know what's important to the organization. And so it's very, very similar. I think that, you know, routines help family life and even corporate life run smoothly. It, it, there's something secure. There's something empowering about a routine and a rhythm that you can count on. And like you were saying with the other example, it's not about, uh, it's easy to bounce back, meaning that we're not, you know, if you have a good routine Mm -hmm. and a good rhythm Mm -hmm. set up on work-life balance Mm -hmm. and that works, and so it's it's supporting your core value, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it doesn't go awry Mm -hmm. on one or two days. It doesn't mean you never work late, but it means that there is a core there that supports the core value of work-life balance and you can count on it. Mm -hmm. So you could plan your life around it so you actually do have work life. Yeah. Well, rhythms and routines, once they're done over and over again, they begin to become habits. And the amazing things about these rhythms and these habits is that 
when you know what to expect, when you know what's going to happen next, and it's a part of your culture, it literally frees up your mind. It frees up your energy to be put into other things, to be put into growing together, to be having fun together, to be going to the next level together as a family. And when all of your energy is put into, you know, negative routines, which I would say like they're not thought out, they're not consistent, you you use up all your energy, you're using up all your calories to do things that aren't important to you. And then you have nothing left over when it comes time to connect with one another and to do life on purpose. Well, a perfect example of that at, at work is a situation where say you set up a dinner with a family to come over your home. But if you have an unpredictable situation in work, you might just avoid setting up dinners, mm. avoid setting up those interactions because you have this unpredictability. So the day that you're actually able to leave on time, you have nothing set up. So you you live life less in community and with others. So if that's yeah. important to you as a family and work-life balance is, is an important aspect that you want to have in a firm, it's got to come through mm-hmm. in those routines and habits. And like you said, with the, the routines and the habits and the rhythms is that if, if that's core and it's ingrained within the firm, it's hitting people's mind throughout the day Mm -hmm. meaning that i have this assignment i have to get it done by the end of the day i know about it now at 10 a.m let me quick send a text or let Mm -hmm. me quick send the note over to the group to get working on it Mm -hmm. so that even though i'm in meetings between 10 and 3 Mm -hmm. i'm not going to just tell the team at three o'clock yeah and i think that predictability allows people to Um, step up in their own roles and what they can contribute. I think it creates a sense of belonging. I think it allows people to feel and know that they are a part of something, that what they do matters to the other people, whether it's in their company or in their family, that what they do matters and what they contribute to that routine, what they contributed to that routine is super important. So I think you got this. What we we say um, all the time is it's not about perfect, it's about purpose. And again, this is just another... Um, example of what what we can do on purpose within our families to create these routines and habits that just make your family culture be what you want it to be mm-hmm. on purpose and it just flows like you said naturally because mm-hmm. once these routines are in place um, and this takes time this is not a one day we say we're going to do it this mm-hmm. is something that you have to do over and over and over again and, and then it becomes a flow, right? Mm-hmm. And just be consistent with it. But once it's in place, it's a flow. Yeah. And it's powerful. It has a huge it has a huge impact on your family, but it also helps people know what to expect of you. So like if you have people that you're in community with, neighbors, friends, even like I think of my kids and their friends, when their friends come over to our house, they know what to expect because we have certain rhythms in place. They know, for example, after school that I'm going to put out snacks every day because that's what Mrs. Amici does. So when they come over, they know that we're going to have snacks. You know, she's going to take our phones. (laughs) We're not going to be able to use our phones. We're going to do homework together and it's going to be a great time because even, even the people around us and outside of the organization, or outside of the family knows what they can expect from you. And that really gives you um, what you're known for and it affects people in such a positive way. You know, we did a, um, a podcast on um, the, the importance of the family meeting, right? Mm-hmm. So the fam- you know, having a weekly family meeting mm-hmm. um, or business meeting, we would call it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's, we've established a routine that after church we do this. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not going to go over the episode and the, the importance of it, but it's the routine of having it the same time every week. We know what our roles are. Um, and, and, and doing that sets really, you said it, with expectation. So it's an expectation that we're going to do it, but it's an expectation that I'm going to know what's going on. I know it went well last week. I know what's going on this week. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and then we kind of need it because we look forward to it so that we can, we can have an expectation for what's mm-hmm. coming in the week and the mm-hmm. weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we're ever we're out of sync and say we have a game right after church and we can't do it, we're still trying to figure out how to get the meeting in so that we we have that stability. Um, but it took a while mm-hmm. for us to get there. Yeah. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you? A family retreat is a fun way to connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you are doing as a family. Our family retreat is one of the things that we look forward to each year. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com forward slash shop to get your copy. So we want to share with you a few ways that you can put some rhythms and routines in your life. First off, I think one of the most important things is to get clarity. Why are you doing this? So in episode 24, we did a podcast called Start With Your Why. And we talked about how it is the motivation that you need to do something, to make the hard decisions, to discipline yourself. It's what will encourage you when you're discouraged. It will help you get back on track. So basically understanding your why or knowing your why is about imagining what your life will be like. And then that is what determines the steps to get you there. So for example, if we go back to that morning, the morning routines that we have in place, we wanted mornings to be more peaceful. I wanted my kids to get out the door with a sense of purpose not feeling like they're trying to catch up, not feeling like they're one step behind every day. And so when I'm just, when I want to lay in bed and hit the snooze button, when I'm too tired to make sure the kids pack their lunch from the night before, I can remind myself, why am I doing this? Why are we doing these things? Because in the morning, I want it to be peaceful. I want it to be a time of connection and I want to launch them into the day with confidence and security. So the why is super important to what it is that you decide to do what what are the what are the routines that you create kim what i liked about what you're saying about clarity i like the idea of really thinking through what would my life be without what would my what would my life be with hmm. and it's and and if you're building your family culture on purpose you know what you want it to be like and you can say if i get this routine mm-hmm. in place Will this bring me closer to achieving this value to have the family culture that I want to have, right? So you can really say, why am I doing this? And, and you can get clarity around, um, you know, if thinking, thinking through having it, not having it, and um, really gives you, the, I think, the clarity you need. Once you've figured out your why, I think it's really important to attach that new routine or rhythm to something you're already doing. For me, this is the easiest way to start something new is to piggyback it on something that I'm already doing. So a perfect example of this is our car rides to school in the morning. For a long time, I wanted to start doing scripture memory with my kids or at least praying over them and doing a little mini devotional to kind of set them on their day spiritually. 
And for a long time, I was trying to fit it into our morning routine and it just wasn't working. And then I started doing it on the carpool ride to school. And so you're in, I'm in that car for eight minutes, maybe 10 if there's traffic. And it's the perfect time. I got a captive audience to just touch base with them and pray a prayer over them for the day. And it's easy to start it when you've gotten out the door on time. Absolutely. And everybody's calm. So just like we mentioned earlier, the family business meeting, we've actually attached that to to our routine. We go to church every Sunday, and after church every Sunday, we get a quick bite to eat, and we sit down for family business, and then the rest of the day is our own. So we've attached it, and it becomes a routine and a habit, so everybody's... Um, expecting it one two mm-hmm. prepared for it mm-hmm. but also actually kind of after it's a routine and it's a habit they kind of need it all right another tip to help you introduce a new routine into your family's culture is to remind yourself this one might seem like an obvious thing but it is worth being said again so use technology or write it down so there are a couple things that i like to remember that i have wanted to start doing and i've literally put an alarm on my phone so at the same time every day it pops up and it prompts me to do the action that i'm trying to incorporate in my life and i could also write it down every day in my daily journal Yeah, I like that idea. I even use it to put a reminder for you. So every time you're at Costco, I remind you to get a bag of lemons and get water. So there's a routine. Well, you don't remind me. It's in my phone. It's in my reminder app. But I set it up. Right? So literally, I mean, that's a good one. Literally, every time I'm at Costco, it like knows my location, which is, you know... I get it. Technology. A little scary. Um, It pops up and it says, get two bags of lemons, water, and fudge pops. So you can write these things down. You can put them on your smartphone. Um, I like to use power sheets from Laura Casey that helps me cultivate what matters in my life. And that is just the simple exercise of writing down the routines that I want to do daily, monthly, and weekly. I think mine was the most important tip for the whole entire podcast. (laughs) Another tip we have is to get a buddy. And this is about getting family members or friends on board with what you're doing. If you guys are both starting new routines, both starting new habits, you can remind each other, you can hold each other accountable. And the kids will get involved in this. If you tell your kids, hold me accountable to this, they will have so much fun saying, mommy, did you do this? Daddy, (laughs) did you do what you said you were going to do? I actually think it's great to do it with um, a friend as well. The next tip is to start simple. You might be thinking, oh, that's overwhelming. So how can we keep it simple? Keeping it simple for us and what we can recommend is you're not doing everything we just mentioned in this podcast all at once. You're going to pick one or two key things that you think you are core to your family values, core to like making your life peaceful and and instituting it and being patient with it. Do It's going to take time for it to become a habit and a routine within your family, but it's going to be well worth it. You're going to go from kind of dreading certain things like we were dreading the mornings at time for a while there. And now the mornings are just a good start to the day. Um, and so just pick one or two things and, 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 and don't get overwhelmed. It'll build on each other pretty quickly and you'll be amazed when you look back over the year how much you were able to accomplish. Yeah, I think it's so important to just pick one or two things. And not only it's not only about the amount of things that you're trying to introduce. This can also be applied to the amount of time or the amount 
of the new habit or routine that you're trying to implement. So for example, if I say that I want to start meditating or if I want to start walking, start off with like a small increment of time. So maybe if my my goal is to become more active, 15 minutes on the treadmill every day is better than me trying to get on there half an hour, really not having the time to do it, feeling overwhelmed by it, exhausting myself, and maybe only getting to it like two to three times a week, and then feeling bad that I haven't that I'm not getting the hang of it. So if you're you're starting a new meditation habit, maybe it's only five minutes a day and then over time it goes to 10 and then 15. I think that can be applied to a lot of things. Set yourself up for success so that you don't get discouraged. Absolutely. I think that's really important because it's it's you want to establish you know, I think little, little um, increments of time over time is way more satisfying than mm-hmm. a, a day, random day here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, some days you get in two, two workouts, some days you get in three, some days you get in four, you know, or excuse me, not days, some weeks you get in. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> well, that'd be pretty good. Um, some weeks you get in just two workouts, some weeks you get in one, some weeks you get in four. It's, mm-hmm. it's never as satisfying as if you're on a consistent um, routine. So, so the idea of starting small and building from there, um, I think is very important. And I love checking things off my list. So if I can make more checks more often, like you said, like these little, little successes every day, that, that thrills me. (laughs) I don't get as thrilled as you do, but I understand. And our last tip is to make it easy or make it visible. So one of the things that we've tried to do is to incorporate the reading of The Essential 55 by Ron Clark at dinner time. So it's basically a book of 55 rules that uh, Ron Clark, who's a teacher, was implementing within his classroom. And this book is an older book. It's been around for a while. Um, And we've actually started it as a family several times, but we haven't gotten through it because I wasn't attaching it to something. And I, that was working at the time and I wasn't making it easy for myself. So what we've decided to do now is like any time that we set the table, which we do a pretty good job of eating pretty regularly together as a family, is that when the table gets set, the book gets put out on the table with the plates, with the forks and the knives and the napkins. So it is there in front of us. We don't have to go looking for it. We don't have to worry about where was the last place we put it. And if it's constantly in our face on the table with us as we sit down to dinner, we can sit down, serve the food, pray over it, and then take a quick two minutes to read whatever that rule is, and they're very small chapters for that day. And so that's just one habit. If you see it, if it's accessible, if it's easy for you, you're more likely to do it than if it's hard. Another thing um, that that my wife has done that I've I've bargained, I, I've I've benefited from, which is. Um, scripture memory so you ask yourself okay scripture memory that's great that means i got to sit down and i've got to get the scripture and i've got to memorize it and if i want anybody else to do it with me i've got to figure that out right so w- what we've done is we put the scripture on the mirror in our shared bathroom together so as we're brushing our teeth think about it you can read the scripture <laughs> repeat it to yourself several times and start doing the scripture memorization just in your normal routine of I've got to brush my teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a good way to incorporate in something that you want to accomplish in something that you have to do every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because for a long time... Assuming you brush your teeth every day. Yeah, or blow dry your hair. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but for a long time, I I wasn't... It wasn't a reality for me because... I just didn't have a system. I didn't have a habit of it. I didn't know where to put it in my day. And, and now I do. 
Today is the day that you can start making changes in your family by implementing simple routines and rhythms that will eventually become habits. You don't have to wait for a new year. You don't have to wait for a new month and you don't even have to wait until Monday. No big campaigns. Start now. Imagine the life you want and figure out the small consistent steps to get you there. Family Culture Project has a great website, but do you know what's an even better one? My wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now, and she has a lot of smart things to say about faith, family, and community. Aw, thanks, babe. When you're done listening to this episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about. And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. Hey, that's my line. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.